Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. Henny Blanco. I'm back, Ooh. baby. Dusting that bad boy off. I love it. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight, we will talk about the Monday episode of the Sklar Brothers and the Thursday episode, Circus Circus, Alley's Quiz, the Silver Lake Roasters. But first, how about some shout outs, Lil Rafi? I feel like... You and I have been talking for, what, an hour already <laughs> before we started recording? So I'm like, oh, I should probably ask you how you're doing and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. How are you? And then let's do shout outs. You know, I'm doing all right. I can't complain. Things are going well. I bought my flight. I'll be seeing you in less than a month or about a month. And I can't wait to go back to California. I'm so excited. As far as shout outs... I want to give a shout out to the anonymous gentleman at the bar I was just at who bought Rachel a drink, saved me eight bucks. Um, oh my God. Also, shout out to Rachel. Um, and also, shout out to this left hand brewery, Traveling Light Kolsch, that I'm sipping. Give me one second. Oh, yeah. Sprayed all over the fucking screen. <laughs> And, um, yeah, shout out to everyone who has been listening to this show regularly for almost two years. I cannot believe that people listen to this crap. I know. It's unbelievable. I was going to go back. Oh, yeah. I Yes, the group recording is in a few weeks. So anybody that wants to come over to my house and record with us, please do. March 24th. Please uh, email me or hit me up on Twitter or whatever. You guys, you guys know. You guys know how to get a hold of me. My shout outs, I've got two. Uh, Toby, shout out to you. Thanks for being on the show in person in the shed. Thanks for coming all the way from Canada to my house. I thought that was kind of awesome. And uh, then he shuffled on out to Palm Springs where one Allie Ward was also vacationing and... That's a bummer that they never met up. It's like, you're in the same damn city. Oh, I know he's kicking himself. Anyway, also, I wanted to shout out to Brittany. I usually say I usually say my shout out to her at the end. I don't know if everyone listens to the end. And I feel like I'm going to start shouting her out in the beginning of the show because she's a good friend of mine who listens. Uh, she listened to this show before she even listened to Allison's show because that's how supportive she is. And... Then she started listening listening to Allison and became a fan of hers. But the fact that she supported me in that way, I think, is awesome. So I'm going to start shouting her out at the beginning of the show. So, you know, you guys will hear her name. Now, you, now you, if you don't know already, you'll understand why. Was that good enough? <laughs> also, shout out to my beehive. Uh, I, I said I was only going to have two shout outs, but apparently I have like 15,000 more because they attacked our gardeners today. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but I came home and my husband's like, uh, I think the bees attacked one of the gardeners because they're not going to come in the backyard anymore. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> Did you warn your gardeners uh, that you were going to get bees or when you got them, you know, hey, uh, just a heads up? Uh, No. And... I felt like once they walked in, they would see them. They'd be like, okay, there's bees there. And there's not really anything for them to do around the bee area, maybe once in a while. And they don't really go in the backyard that often. In fact, they go probably like once every two months. We pay them to go back there, but we just usually lock it because it's like, eh, they don't really need to come back there. But you'll see once you're here, by the way, because we let our grass, like we turned off the water because we were going to start building gardens and then blah, blah, blah. There's not much for them to do, but yeah, I, we should have warned them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oops. Hopefully there's uh, no allergies there. Shall we talk about the Monday episode with the Sklar brothers? Let's do it. Okay. So when the jingle first happened, they, they mentioned Prince and I thought, I didn't know if they were making fun of the song or if they're making fun of Prince or if they were just making a little silly joke but towards the end when they said some other band i'm like okay that's just their little like so i'm like you can't 
like you can't make fun of the song right away. But then I thought, I think that's just their sense of humor. Um, yeah, I, I think it was more of a compliment. I mean, anytime you compare a song to someone like Prince, uh, I'm going to assume that's a good thing. Okay. See, if I said it, it'd be bad because I think Prince sucks. <laughs> okay. Um... Although there is one song, another shout out to Britney and to Buck, one of his favorite songs. Maybe I'll use it for the, the start of the show. I think it was called Seven. And we played it over and over again one time when she was out here. We were just getting drunk and listening to that song over and over again. I'm like, okay, I like this song. But if you listen to any song like 10 times, you'll end up liking it. On the whole, I feel like Prince is overrated, but whatever. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Prince fan, but I do appreciate uh, a lot of his music. But I am in the Michael Jackson camp over Prince. Oh, I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah, you know, it's always Beatles, Stones. Right. Uh, oh, I hear Beatles. Yeah, Beatles or... Did they say Beatles or Elvis? Or Yeah, Beatles, Beatles or, or Elvis. That's I think that's from Pulp Fiction. You're an Elvis person no. or you're a Beatles person. Uh, and it's always Michael Jackson or Prince. And I believe oh, Michael Jackson it. is the better of the two. For sure. I think they can. Yes, I was going to say something. <laughs> Never mind. Yes, definitely much better. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Sklar Brothers. Here's the problem when you're a twin group. <laughs> uh, I get them mixed up with other twin groups where I'm like, who are they again? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was mixing them up with, I'm not even going to say it because it doesn't matter. But anyway, then once they started talking, I'm like, okay, uh, their movie Poop Talk or is it documentary? Sounds very interesting to me. I think this whole thing like where you're trying to maybe shed the, some light on things that we all do and like maybe bring the shame out of it a little bit i'm not taking a shit in front of you but i do think being open about it and talking about it and they said that their dad died died of colon cancer and as everybody that listens to the show for the past two years knows about my issues about not being able to go and then my dad tells me that colon cancer runs in our family. So these things like, you know, when you talk about it, I didn't know it wasn't normal until I talked about it. So, you know, it, I don't need to know like every detail and I don't want to smell it or see it. But I think talking about it is very important and to bring light to it and make it fun and funny. I think things like that is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Um I I feel like colon cancer, you know, I feel like all forms of cancer, really. I feel like, don't we, well, maybe as a man it's different because there's always like, uh, you know, get the colon rectum check after you're like 40 or whatever. Um, so I feel like maybe, oh. maybe it's like breast cancer is for women. Like we just know, but I don't know. I feel like, don't we know about every cancer now? We do. I, I feel like all these awareness things, I'm like, I think we know about everything already. I just want to know how to fix it. But the other thing is, I didn't realize, like, you, if you don't go every day, that that's an issue. Like, for me, I grew up a certain way that I just, this is, so now, you know, when the, my kids were growing up, I pretty much knew when they were pooping because I was changing their diaper. But once they were on their own, I would say, oh, you know, make sure they're on the right uh, schedule. I'm not like outside the door, like I'm logging into your poop right now. <laughs> but I asked them, you know, just making sure you're going all the time because that's not something my mom asked me because she didn't know. I didn't talk about it. I just thought it was normal to just go like once in a while. But I didn't know. <laughs> you said it was. I really didn't. <laughs> you said it was like how you were raised, like what you were taught, like just once a week or something. They're like. <laughs> No, odd. I guess how I raised myself, sorry, <laughs> is you're in the bathroom. You're not like, hey, mom, I pooped today and I didn't yesterday. It's just something that is just, I don't know. It's not something you really like talk about. So the fact that it was something to me, I bring it up to the kids. Now they're going to have a whole bunch of other things I didn't know about that they're going to be like, oh, you didn't even ask me about this or whatever. But taking the taboo out of poop, I, I like the idea of it and it sounds like a fun documentary to watch also they're trying to figure out why there's so much shame in poop and like they were saying that it was sort of a 
like an evolutionary thing. Like maybe when you're, I don't know what they were saying, but to me, I think because it smells and you're, I don't know, (laughs) sorry, because there's noises and smells that you don't really want to show off to people that, that it's kind of, it's an icky thing that comes out of your body. That's gross. So we all do it, but I don't really need to advertise it. Um, and yet you do on here regularly. <laughs> <laughs> or irregularly, am I right? Oh, yeah. Uh, also, they mentioned the poop knife. Another shout out to Brittany. Do you remember? <laughs> I do. <you> remember? <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the first time I had ever heard of a poop knife. And lo and behold, it's actually a thing. And Brittany was the first person to send in a fan present and she sent me a box of knives, plastic knives. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So a poop knife. She had a friend that had this situation, a friend of a friend. Okay. And it was a whole thing. Wait. So I'm curious. um, I don't remember the, the Brittany story exactly, but they, I think the Sklars were mentioning that in like some other country that it's like uh, a regular thing. Like it's right next to the plunger or whatever. And so I'm wondering, is there like a, a like a long knife, or is it like is it like the same, like just like your plastic cutlery that you get with your takeout food? <laughs> that is a very good question. I I didn't I don't know what it looked in my mind. I just assumed you know what I think from her story it was a butter knife, and she did keep it next to the toilet. It was just a thing she kept next to the toilet, and. Yeah, it was a. Ugh. I I didn't understand because of my situation with my own poop, and also I've seen, I've seen the bottom of a toilet, so I know the circumference of the what you know where it can go. For it to be that, I don't understand. I I I no comprendo. <laughs> well, I think if I walked into someone's bathroom and I just saw a butter knife, I'd be like. I, I think I'd probably be more disturbed than if I knew it was a poop knife. I'd be like, are they eating in here? What, what's wrong <laughs> with these people? But is it like a, like a family used knife? I mean, like you said, apparently somewhere they have just the knife that you use. I just, ah, I'm sorry to anyone who's not eating anymore. <laughs> but the whole thing. And even Brittany used to have that the poop scale up on her wall. Now she still has the pee scale. I forgot what it's called now, but and I told you I was using. I had a a, a poop app that I was using because I'm like I want to know like where what I you know you forget I don't know. And you put the scale of like from one to seven or whatever. Number four is where you want to be. So speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I I just don't understand. I need to watch this movie because I don't understand the poop knife being a regular thing in the bathroom. I feel like it has to be like in a special case and it has to be like a color that will let you know that this is used for nothing other than something in the bathroom. Right? Like it has like a poop emoji on the tip. Yeah, it's got to <laughs> be the like, handle. I feel like it has to be like three feet long at least just so right. there's no mistaking when you have it. I feel like it should be like cue sticks. Like everyone should have their own in a case. Like I don't want to be slicing up my poo with someone else's knife. I just – because a plunger is different. You're not like getting in there and slicing something up. Like you're just plunging it. And that grosses me out too. But it, I – I, I uh. How often do you use a plunger? If you, probably not as often. I don't know. This whole concept. I want to see the documentary for many reasons because I want to see funny people talking about poop. I think it's it sounds good, and learning more about something that we all do. It's interesting. Yeah, I really don't have a problem with manure. It's uh, <laughs> no I'm sorry, uh, forcing that in the direction ma- of Seinfeld. Manure. <laughs> It's it's ma, which is good, and newer. <laughs> you know, you can force Seinfeld into this show anytime. By the way, I just started rewatching it again, and I'm like, oh, I love it so much. Don't worry, Seinfeld's going to come up like two more times in this episode. So one of the Sklar brothers mentioned that this, you know, talking about poop or talking about any issues 
that are not talked about. Like they're talking about miscarriage and they're talking about other things. And he was talking about accepting 100% of shit in a relationship. And I feel like that's a good, healthy way to look at, at your relationship and to live your relationship because it's almost 100% shit anyway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's not what I was, sorry. Uh, anyway, it's healthy. And I like that Allison came to re- the realization that she doesn't want Daniel to see her poop. She just wants him to want to. Or the idea that she'll he'll basically accept her in any way. Yeah. How are you and Mike? Do you uh, leave the door open? Are you guys no. completely on the other side of the house when one well, goes in okay, there? Okay, so here's the thing. It used to be, you know, our bathroom was the master bathroom and then the kids' bathroom was the guest bathroom. Once I broke my wrist, I had to start using the guest bathroom because of the shower head. But then I got used to being in there. So now that's the bathroom that I like to go for everything. That's just become where I go to take a shower, go to the bathroom, whatever. And I feel like it's usually the opposite. It sounds like, you know, how Daniel has the guest bathroom is his bathroom. I feel like the husband is usually the one that's kind of like, all right, you go somewhere else (laughs) and and get out of my way. You know, like the, the woman usually takes over the master bathroom but not in my case but no doors open uh he doesn't even like if i leave the door open when i pee and i don't usually do that anymore i think originally i started doing it because when you have little kids you just get used to going to the bathroom with the door open because if anything happens or just you just want to hear what's going on all the time so you just kind of get used to doing that but with pooping no like i want everything to the to the imagination i don't i don't want you to no i don't want to imagine that like you want me to go to that area so you don't want me to like you don't want to fumigate it i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to i just don't want to i maybe i don't want to accept 100 percent of the shit i do i just don't want to have to smell it or be around it or hear it is that is that such a big deal no, nah, I think I'm in the same camp as you. The less, I the less I know, the better. It's not sexy. I mean, if you're if you're turned on by poop, then that's a problem. So I feel like if you don't want to hear whoa. it or Let's smell not it, that's judge good. Now. I'm not thinking about. <laughs> I'm sorry to our German listeners. <laughs> Aren't you uh, part German? So on to the next. Uh, how are you and <laughs> Rachel's poop uh, schedules? Wait, that's not really what I'm asking you. What I'm asking is, how how do you go about it? Um, there's lots of shame. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally outside the door, like, shaming her, kicking the door open. We will not have doors. <laughs> um, I don't know how she would <laughs> feel about me talking about this, but uh, I'll just speak for myself that okay. I tried to make it as imperceptible as possible. Nice. I think that's respectful. You want someone to think that you never do that. And that's the opposite of what they're talking about in here is you want to know. But I feel like I want to give someone their space. I don't want them to know what's going on. We all know what happens. But I don't think when you're sleeping with someone, I feel like that's a lot different than like talking about it with a friend. I feel like it needs to be talked about. But in between a couple, I think that's crossing a friend line or crossing a bro line, really. Anyway, wow, that was a lot. One, I also, I'm not going to know any of them. They're basically one Scar brother was saying, having fights with his kid. And he has this feeling of he's really kind of like happy about it or it feels good to be in it because he knows that you're going to be on the other side of it. And his perception or his, uh, how he looked at it was different than the way I look at it because I'm not like, yes, we're getting this great fight because we're going to be on the other side soon and we're going to have this lesson learned for me like we don't get into those kind of fights with my like i don't have those kind of fights with my kids that are that like oh we're yelling at each other it's it doesn't really get to that point but the only thing is with kids and it's different than probably any other relationship is you really can't have a bad day you can't just be like i don't want to talk to you anymore you have to deal with the situation and you have to teach them a lesson and something has to come from it. You can't just let it go. Like maybe with another relationship, you're like, I'm just going to ghost this kid out (laughs) or I'm just going to give him the silent treatment or like anything like that. You have to like face it head on. Usually. I mean, 
I imagine that's what a good parent would do. You just like, you can't just ignore it. So you're kind of forced to have these conversations and deal with things because you want to teach them how to deal with other people in life when they grow up. And I feel like I didn't really have that as a kid. I didn't have that as much as telling, you know, teaching me you could say sorry or how to say sorry or just all the different things. And I feel like a lot of my relationships have suffered because of it. And I'm trying to do the opposite of that. So I think what he was saying is similar, but uh, yeah, it's even when you're tired, you're like, oh, I still have to like teach them. Like we just have to deal with this <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. But the kids have seen my me. I do have crazy days. They've seen me in my craziest moments. But anyway, I, I don't know why I'm. I, Joanna's not even here, and I'm yeah, just like I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say it's like you're uh, going through something. I'm just letting you work through it, and uh, <laughs> I'm here if you need me. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> they also were telling a story about those guys, those people that have no shame, and the only thing that I mean, those people. I kind of wish I was like that, but I, no, I actually I really don't. But I kind of admire that in a person, but. They're telling a story about a Zamboni, and I feel like that's a perfect euphemism for a giant shit. <laughs> that's really all I got out of the story. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Ma newer. <laughs> oh, uh, and they were talking about pooping in a new relationship, small restrooms, etc. Also reminded me of George when he had to leave <laughs> in the middle of about to having sex with his girlfriend. Because uh, number two was calling and her restroom was uh, not good. But I think we've all been in those situations. I mean, I lived in a small apartment and I remember Mike first coming over and he was just like, uh, so here's the thing. You have to have those conversations that you don't really want to have with someone that you just are kind of meeting. You're like, well, I'm going to need a lot of room here. <laughs> like, You need to like be away from <laughs> this room for a while. Because I had a bathroom that had no windows and it was tiny I'm sure the fan was like pretending to work. So it's, you know, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But you're still together. So it worked out. <laughs> worked out. Okay. It did. Sorry. I was not, that was not a pause because I was thinking <laughs> of anything bad. Uh, they were talking about Royce White because Superfan Megan sent in the question and I love that Allison was like right on like, oh yeah, the In This Together Festival and and everything. And it's like, yes, and Royce White was the person that was there, which was super awesome. And I just love that Superfan Megan was brought up. So that was really the only reason why I wanted to say that. And if she has the festival again, then we all need to support it. I, at first, before they answered, I didn't know that they had... Royce on one of their shows I thought she was just like they know sports I know a sports guy <laughs> so at first I thought I was like where's this going Megan but then I, I guess they had him on one of their shows and they did say that they had all their facts right he played for the Rockets and he had uh, trouble traveling and um, you can hear him on the Mental Illness Happy Hour that was recorded at the In This Together Festival. Um, and I had actually heard his story before that um, on Jensen's podcast, Get Up On This. Uh, he has a friend who is a basketball writer who comes on named uh, Drew Unga, or Andrew Ungavari, I should say. Uh, and he comes on every now and then. And I heard the story originally from him uh, on that show. And then so when Megan had him on uh, the festival, he was a super nice guy. I met him afterwards. Oh, you met him as well. We were there together. Um, yes. I forgot about that. And um, yeah, it was it was good. And uh, if you haven't heard that interview, it's it's really interesting because one thing we don't think about is how athletes are regular people too like we just think like they're these like kind of superhuman people that get paid millions of dollars to do essentially a recreational sport you know so hearing people like Royce be humanized and and talk about their flaws it's it's really interesting and it's something that 
we're going to be dealing with and hearing about for forever now. Yeah, he was very open and vulnerable. And you're right, you don't usually see that side. So it was it was a very good interview. I, I definitely think anybody should go listen to it. Uh, do you have anything else from Monday before we move on to Thursday? I do not. All right. We were her little Belvita breakfast biscuits, which whenever I see those in the freezer aisle, I'm like, why would you name your company Belvita? It's the worst, worst name. It sounds like a health food and something else. To get, like, I don't know what it sounds like. It's horrible. You know, when when uh, I got the Patreon notification that she needed a carb, I was actually eating something. I don't remember what. And I think I was also watching some kind of food-related thing. And I was like, now's my chance. And then yep. I decided, you know what? I'm not in love with any of these carbs that I'm eating or watching. So <laughs> I didn't send it in. So I was wondering, <laughs> I always wonder what's going to get picked, like how she picks it. And apparently alliteration is one way to get picked. So that's Seriously. something to keep in mind. And it was a double alliteration too, because his name was Frank Fika or Fika. So you got two there, but yeah. Yeah. Belvita breakfast biscuits and Rachel made a comment on the Patreon page that most of the items were breakfast or dessert snack items. So that was interesting. Hmm. I once put something down that I was eating at the time and I'm like, I don't want to be known as rigatoni with meatballs. That's not what I want. That's not what my one carb I want to be. Like every one of them has a meaning. Usually it either came from Twin Peaks, Seinfeld or the last two times I think I put scotch kisses because I'm like, they're your fucking favorite candy lady. Pick it. <laughs> uh, maybe she thinks it's just too obvious, too on the nose. Uh, this whole thing was my idea. Can you throw me? Okay. No. <laughs> no. Was it your no. idea? I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, the Patreon carp thing, but I mean, not exactly how she's doing it, but. Whatever. I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. You're hostile because you're not a babysitter. You you don't get credit. <sighs> I'm no czar. No carbs. I guess czar. I'm just going to I guess I'm just going to quit the show and make you the the host. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was two digs in one show. Allie Ward and David Huntsberger were on today and I was happy about that. I like them together. A lot. There's, you know, there's not so much. I, I felt like, okay, this might be going back to last week's where Megan was saying that maybe David's the problem. During this episode, I did feel like he was like, I'm going to try and get some improv in here. But no one was taking, you know, they took a little nibble and they're like, and on with the show. <laughs> so you might have been pushing forward a little bit, but uh, not so much. It was pretty good. It's. I feel like there's good back and forth. There were so many good conversations that I felt like people were trying to talk over each other so much because everyone's like, ah, I want to say something about this too. <laughs> Did you notice that? Like everyone was almost talking over each other a bunch of times. I didn't notice that, but I did notice that, um, especially like with, uh, or it, it wasn't even David. It was uh, something Squirrel Man. What was his name again? Oh, Pat Squirrel. Pat Squirrel. Oh, don't um, worry. I have at Pat Squirrel on Twitter already taken. <laughs> uh, so Pat Squirrel was uh, trying to get some improv going, and I did notice that. Um, but fortunately, it, it kind of just stayed more yeah. on the rails than usual. But um, good good for him for trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So adults with backpacks, I, I feel the same way. I think that Jeff and Daniel were both kind of saying that it's kind of weird. I don't understand it going into an office. I feel like that's, you're going to, it feels like you're going to class. That's weird. I think that with Jeff, it's different because you've got a certain amount of stuff, but he's wheeling it in. It's not like, I don't know. Adults with backpacks. It's just weird. I wore one the other day. Okay. I went to Disneyland last week. And I have, believe it or not, I have a backpack for when I go hiking. <laughs> you can put the canned laughter in there. And just kidding. 
But I thought, oh, I don't, because I'm not a purse person. I love purses a lot and I have a pretty decent collection of them, but I rarely use them because I just don't want to be weighed down by bullshit. So anything I can fit in my pockets. But when you're going to Disneyland, you need, you know, here it was warm, but it was going to get cold. So I thought, okay, we all need sweatshirts. There's no way we're going to be wearing those all day because it's hot. So we need that. We're going to have to have extra waters. We have to have extra whatever. It's like, okay, I guess I'm bringing a backpack. But I feel like that's okay. that's an okay venue for a backpack. Do you, I mean, would you take a backpack to like an office job? Don't you Absolutely think that's weird? not. Thank I. You. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen Jeff where he always wears like a sports coat and I've seen him with a backpack on and I am not a fan. I, no. I, similar to like what they were saying, I'm in the camp where grown men should not have backpacks. That was weird. Backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, what are your other options? The only other options is like, like uh, Jeff said, a messenger bag type thing where it's like across your shoulder or, or a briefcase type satchel or something that you're like holding out separately. So one reason that you shouldn't be wearing like a backpack or a messenger bag on your shoulder is if you do wear uh, like a sports coat, like if it's like a nice jacket, you don't want to be wearing that because mm. it's going to fuck it up. Um, but also you, you look like a fucking, there's this, it's funny, actually, I just, this just popped into my head. There's a, uh, Kanye West's for first album. He was very preppy and he had like a Louis Vuitton backpack and, <laughs> and then Sorry. one of the skits says, uh, something like, uh, why does he have a back? <laughs> something about his backpack and and then the the guy calls him a fucking fourth grader or something like that and oh. i always think that when i see an adult man with a backpack um but right so, it doesn't add up it's it's too it's too counter it doesn't match you're wearing a nice suit and a backpack a canvas backpack yeah no Whenever, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. Why even wear a suit then? Why don't you just wear overalls? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Whenever I see a grown man, especially someone who works in an office and they have a backpack, I think so little of them. Right. And I feel like this is kind of like how women always talk about how you have to you have to have a purse or whatever. I feel like this is the one time if you're going to dress up like an adult man wearing a suit, like you're going to go do some business, you're going to be inconvenienced. Carry a fucking leather bag of some sort or a briefcase if that's what you're into, but do not put anything on your shoulder. So maybe a European carry-all? Exactly. I think that a briefcase with, with a suit, it matches. But a briefcase is super 80s and su super douchey. And I think that, that, like you were saying, the satchel thing, like the fold-over, maybe what they were talking about, maybe like a leather with like a fold-over kind of thing, briefcase, that is perfect. That's nice. It's more upscale. It's a little more modern, I think. So I just got reminded of two things. First is uh, Kramer opening his briefcase, and there's just a thing of Ritz crackers. <laughs> Ritz <in> crackers. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my god! I wrote down a different Seinfeld thing, not that one. <laughs> but also, um, Jimmy Kimmel took when he went to school. He had a briefcase, and they called him Briefcase Joe. And for <laughs> some reason, that to me is so fucking funny. Like. Uh, there was an episode where he had uh, Eminem on the show and he's like writing a rap and he's like, what's your rap name? And he's like, well, they called me Briefcase Joe. And whenever I think <laughs> of like a young Jimmy Kimmel going to elementary school with a briefcase, it makes me laugh so much. But uh... you know what? Like bullies and mean kids, are, they can be the funniest <laughs> people on earth. Well, yeah, Briefcase that, Joe, that's clever. That kind of reminds me of uh, going back to Allison's show, the the Silver Lake Hecklers or whatever it was, Roasters. Yes. Because when <laughs> when they said he's late for his flight, that was funny. Yes. And then apparently they got David also. And they yes. said, uh, when's the next novel due? Both of those made me <laughs> actually laugh out loud. Me too. I'm like, those guys are really funny. <laughs> 
the Silver Lake Roasters. That whole conversation, I'm like, I want more stories about the the, the Silver Lake Roasters, please. I feel like that's oh. that's a show. Like they could be a reality yes. show. Yeah, like you're you're burned, and you're also sort of like respected. In the same time, you're like, oh, I look like I would write a book, but you're like, no, you just look like a sloppy writer. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I was thinking about the briefcase with with George, how he hid the briefcase with the whatever. Oh, yeah. The tape recorder. Um, the tape recorder. That He's someone that would have a briefcase. Like, picture him with a briefcase. <laughs> yes, that adds up. It's just very, like, the 90s, I feel like that's the last. And the other briefcase reference is, of course, the Big Lebowski because he he got his briefcase stolen with, like, you know, business papers in it. <laughs> Oh, Brittany's laughing. <laughs> um, you know, I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I don't get the reference completely, but I'm sure it's very humorous. I think even Bruce by Don would get that one, too. I think he's also a big Lebowski fan. Uh, yeah, the roasters. Okay, so just now. Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Uh, the roasters thing. I had a situation like that where someone equally were like trying to make fun of me and somebody else walking down the street but then they also kind of like were making fun of themselves at the same time where i'm like okay so you're making fun of me but then you said something else so we were walking down the street and they were listening to shitty like electronic music and we we're crossing the street and they're like oh look at these rockabillies they're they're probably like oh listen to you with your music that sounds like it comes from robots and i'm like well yeah <laughs> But I'm not Rockabilly. <laughs> I like the whole thing. I was just like, hey, uh, okay, well, so you know it's shitty. I don't, I don't, it was just like a weird, maybe not as good as Silver Lake Roasters, but it was on the same line. Wait, so you were listening to Rockabilly or you were listening to Okay, sorry. We weren't listening to anything. We were walking. I didn't say the story correctly. <laughs> they were listening to shitty music, like not rap, but like something that has like, you know, you just press a button. I don't know. Electronic music. Okay. And we were just walking across the street. We didn't say anything. We were just walking and they're like, oh, look at these rockabillies. Oh, look at, they're like talking about, they probably think we're just listening to this robot music. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so you're making fun of us, but also burning yourself at the same time. <laughs> like, okay, well, I have nothing else to say about that. Except for I'm not rockabilly, but go ahead. Um, On your way, sir. So I just want to say that there are many genres of music that I enjoy, and electronic... oh, you feel like you feel like you're backed into. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, electronic music is or can be good, I should say. Obviously, mm -hmm. shout out to Daft Punk; they are the best mm -hmm. at it. Um, but mm -hmm. rockabilly, I don't know. Other than Brian Setzer, like who is a rockabilly artist? Well, I mean, I know a lot of rockabilly artists, but they just were saying that we're rockabilly. You guys are. You guys are because super cool. The way we dress. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying not to march and laugh. I didn't want to have to announce that I'm sick again. Um, but I mean, obviously, I know a lot of rockabilly artists, but it. It was just, I don't even know if it was like cool electric, there could be electronic music that's cool. Let's say it's like in between rap and electric music. It just sounded like robots fucking. I don't know. Okay. It was just nonsense. Like, I don't know why people are listening to it. Like, you have to have like zero IQ score for you to enjoy this music. That's, that's what it was. Well, I will say that like when I see pictures of you and Brittany and all your friends hanging out together. It does look like it looks like uh like Danny from Greece, like his gang. <laughs> it looks like I'm just like looking like Jesus Christ, like <laughs> these people are way too cool. Like I don't know what's going on here, but they're like going to pull out pocket knives and get into a, into a <laughs> Well, rumble. you know I will. You know I will. <laughs> this Thundercat will, trust me. Yeah, I oh. I know if you didn't mail your knife, you would be ready ready to rumble at any time. I almost look, I was like, okay, I need a knife. Like I am, I feel naked with that one, 
And I know you can't have a switchblade, so I was actually going to look one up to, like, order one today. I thought, no, we just need to go out. Megan, let's make this trip happen. We need to go out and visit Jason. <laughs> I, I, I thought you guys were going to a knife store. I was like, what? <laughs> no, we need to go get my knife back oh, yeah. from Visalia, California. Megan, let's do this. Okay. Anyhow. Oh. Or you could just send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Jason Care Dix. of. <laughs> yeah. G- Mr. Dix. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if he feels safe sending a knife in the mail, but I mean, it wasn't expensive. I could always get another one. Plus, it was like not really my style of knife. I really, really was going <laughs> to... This is just like, I feel like I could just be on repeat. Like, I really wanted to find like an old vintage knife, but then I don't know, like, do you have to sharpen it? And like, is it going to be dull? Is it even going to work? I don't know. I feel like maybe I should ask Jeff what kind of knife he has, because I know he was like, oh, mine's different than this. I'm like, of course, yours is some cool one, probably from like World War II. Wait, ask who? All right. Colonel Jeff, what did I say? Oh, does he have a knife? Yeah, that's the reason why I had him sign my knife. That was the whole reason. I don't even remember him ever mentioning a knife. He oh. has a spring-assisted knife, and I also did too. Oh, so, yes. Yes, this sounds familiar now. Yeah, not because I've talked about it ad nauseum. But uh, speaking of Jeff and briefcases, uh, I really want to know about his uh, secret briefcase stash. What the fuck? Do you think what? he's being serious? you think it's another one of his lies? I think he has a briefcase, but I know for a oh, fact yeah. <laughs> it is not full of self-help books. But he says he puts stuff in there he doesn't want people to see. What do you think is in there? And the next time he's on Patreon, I'm going to ask. Well, he's not going to be honest anyway. It's probably just notes of him saying dogs are better than cats. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to burn these or shred them. I'm just going to put them in this briefcase that no one will ever find. Exactly. And by the way, did a briefcase just fall into your lap too? Because I feel like that is a thing. Like, I'm sure my brother had one kind of like cologne. You're like, I don't, well, I guess I have cologne now, but uh, I don't wear cologne. And my husband, well, he used to work in an office job where he wore a suit and tie. So he actually like carried a briefcase. But recently it's resurfaced and came back to the house. I'm like, how is this thing still existing? And I want, I want to know the contents of this thing right now. Uh I feel like it would be like Kramer's. Like it would just have Ritz crackers. And that's about it. I don't know. I um, I feel like my dad had not a briefcase, but like uh, some kind of file type of holding apparatus. <laughs> um, I don't have a briefcase. Um I don't think I particularly want one. I think as no, a kid, I, I thought it was cool. I don't think anybody does. Well, yeah. But I just feel like, like Allison was saying, that men just have them show up in their lives. Like, they don't necessarily want one, but all of a sudden they're gifted one, or someone just hands it down to you. Like, here's my briefcase. Uh, I, I think, like Daniel mentioned, that usually they have, like, a ton of cash in them. Uh, I feel like if... If I were to transfer a large amount of money, I guess that would be the way to go. But other than that, I don't have a a use for it. Yeah, I think I would go back to my overalls idea for that even. Because if you're carrying a briefcase, people know like some shit's in there that you don't want me to take. And it's like got a handle on it. I can just grab. Unless you're cuffing it. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say you could go one step further and cuff it to your hand. And then people would really be... uh interested in what's going on in there (laughs) oh jeff i'm interested in what's in your brief case all right (laughs) stop laughing lisa please it's horrible so the entire time that allison was talking about her surgery the entire time all i could think of was everything she said was going to be a drop or could be a drop it was an interesting story, don't get me wrong, but she's talking about being having to go and blah, 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 and it sucks, and her pills that she won't get, which, uh, believe me, believe you me, I, more sympathetic I could not be to not get your drugs that you want, but uh, all I could think about was which drop is Jeff going to use for next week? Uh, yeah, she 
it's it's kind of sucks that she has to go and do this operation again. I guess the last time she did it was probably when uh, she was on the Corolla show. I remember her missing a day to go have surgery or something. Um, yeah, so hopefully that all goes well, and it's unfortunate she has to do that, but hopefully they drug her up good. I know. It's the best part about surgery. You're like, ah, oh, I get a break from life. <laughs> I was supposed to go have the same surgery, but then my OB was like, oh, everything's okay now. Everything looks good. I'm like, so the problem just fixed itself? I don't understand. I think she just assumed, like, yeah, this lady's closing up shop. No need to, <laughs> no, no, no need to do any housekeeping. <laughs> oh, too many bats in the belfry. Okay. Well. Anyhow, uh, speaking of being a jerk, (laughs) I know we talked about this a little on here about being the male female thing where being assertive and being a jerk, there's a fine line. And also, you know, being you're sort of raised as a girl to be nice. And a lot of times it gets you nowhere. And then you see the people that are being assertive, not necessarily being jerks and they get what they want. And sometimes I'll go outside of my comfort zone and say, I'm going to be that person. It's never really in public. It's usually on the phone. Like, I'm going to threaten this and that. And it always backfires. I mean, nothing ever works out for me. Everything turns into, like, I feel like I just paid more for something that I'm asking for. Um, But in public, there are so many times where I'm like, if I'm the loud person that set like makes a stand, I feel like I'm going to be out there on my own. No one's going to be like, all right, (laughs) let's do this. Let's, you know, I don't feel like it's going to be like that. So I feel like you put yourself out there and then you're just going to, I'll just feel embarrassed the whole time and have nothing going my way. Yeah. I told Rachel, uh, so I don't end up in the same situation as a squirrel guy. Uh, If we're ever somewhere, we have to have a united front because that's good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm coaching her up early, but um, <laughs> I I think for me, it it's not about being a man or a woman. For me, it's like I have like such low confidence that I just feel like mm. I don't deserve anything. So therefore, I can't like I can't fight for what I actually deserve because I feel like I don't actually deserve anything good. So I would never be the one to be like, excuse me, you're getting me on this flight. Not only that, you're upgrading me to first class. I don't want to hear it. Uh, You know, I'm going to fucking write you a bad review or something. Like, I couldn't (laughs) do that just because I feel like if they're like, yeah, we don't have space for you. It's like, yeah, well, you know, these other people have lives to lead and I have I, I don't need to go home yet. See, I do the same thing where I just talk myself out. I'm like, I don't deserve any of this. Like, that's fine. I just want to follow the rules. If this is how it is, I'm just blah, blah, blah. But the other thing that Allison was saying, once you have a kid, you have to kind of speak up for them, even if you won't do it for yourself. And I do that kind of stuff all the time. And sometimes the kids don't like it. They're like, stop, mom. But I'm like, I would never do it for me. But they, you know, or there's sometimes, but the kids will get in on it sometimes because... Like I said, I went to Disneyland last week and we had those line cutter people or the people that just think they can just scooch in and just act like they're just there all of a sudden or they just kind of, I'm going to pretend to be over here for a second. And I don't directly say anything. It's the passive aggressive like, oh, I guess uh, the world is just here. Like I even said that today at Target. I'm like, oh, the world's all yours. (laughs) Like you could just go wherever you want. (laughs) But I if I was in a line already and it's like where you're enclosed and there's a situation, I don't think I could have that conversation because if they don't leave, then it's very uncomfortable and it's a ride. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I try and speak up so the kids realize this is an injustice that's happening to us and let's make a deal of it. But then, you know, if it's at school, because like the kids that pick on the kids at school, I'm like, who is this turd? And I start like punching my fist. I'm like, I'm going to, I'll make fun of them. I'll do something. Like if you want me to do it, like I can make them not bother you anymore. Minus the knife. Like I don't need to bring the knife out, but I mean, I can say something and Ruby's always like, no, stop. Oh. 
I'm like, okay. If my mom would have done that, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> take a <them>, mom. <laughs> so, yeah. So for myself, I feel like I don't really stand up for myself. But I feel like for others, it's totally different where I'm like, that's not cool. Like, you should not have yes. to put up with that. And I feel like that that's like very that's something I need to look into because I feel like I will never fight for myself, but for someone else, I would absolutely. Yeah. And why is that? Like, why are we not enough? I don't understand. Even like the parents at school, when I was a room mom and I was part of a group and I would try, I, I could never speak up. And because the other moms would just like railroad right over me. I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm just not here. That's cool. And, you know, for them, I'm like, I'm speaking up. This is the thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird why other people are more important than ourselves. Rafi, what's the deal? Indeed. What is the deal? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Allie brought an ologies quiz, which I thought was very cool. Uh, if you're not listening to ologies, everyone should listen because it's a great show. And I'm curious, did you get any of them right? I got zero, but I should remind <laughs> you that I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> uh, I got half a point on the first one because, like Allison, I thought dendron or whatever. I thought rhododendron just like she did. I'm like, it's plant related, but I didn't. I, after that, I'm like, nah, I don't know. Oh, well, in that, that, that it. case, I would have gotten half a point because it was like Dendra chronology, right? And I was like, well, chronology yes. means time, but I don't know what the, right. the rest of this is. Also, did you know heliology or he, whatever it was, was the study of the sun? I was like, how did Allison and, well, I think Allison's Every, in the like, studied. One of them, I'm like, come on. No, yeah, I was just like, I did I not was like, know. what? I was like. Everyone's like, oh, we well, automatically thought it was sun related. I'm like, uh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Are you sure? Are we idiots? Well, I, uh, I didn't no. graduate high school, so that's my excuse. I don't know about you. Well, I graduated from continuation high school, but I do have a diploma. Uh, but, hey, anyone can have a podcast, apparently. I think we are uh, teratologists. No, we are ter We are ter No, I don't know. Damn it. We are teratoma. <laughs> Isn't the study of, like, shit growths on other things? Like, we are teratoma on Allison's show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So when this segment started, uh, it was a bit of a surprise to Allie, but Trap Dog wrote a song, and it just seems like everyone is shooting their shot with Miss Allie Ward. Mm-hmm. Number one, the fact that he was able to put out an amazing little jingle in that short amount of time. Number two, she was like super surprised and honored. That was really cool. Number three, if you have a jingle with your name in it on Allison's show, you're going to be back. You're wanted, in other words. So I'm sure everyone caught this, but one of the lyrics was like something about the the study of thinking that Allie is hot. And I, I had to like rewind it because I'm like, is that what he said? So it seems like not only Colonel Jeff, but Allie or has Toby. many admirers. Oh, yeah, Toby as well. So many admirers. <laughs> so Allieology is the study of Allie being hot? Something like that, yeah. Okay, I'll take it. I would agree. I have one last thing from Thursday. Uh, David Huntsberger asked uh, something about Jeff not doing drops of his own. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Jeff saying, well, I have these in my brain. I can do them whenever. And I have been talking about this for a while. I know me, we've mentioned this before, but I have a drop of Jeff that I like so much, which if I can find it, I will insert here. Duh, leave me alone. And nice. also, you have a segment on this show that we hear every now and then called Colonel's Colonels. So some of us appreciate Jeff drops, but Jeff is still apparently not going to be dropping his own drops on no. Allison's show. Which is unfortunate, I think. I agree. And I think Colonel's Colonels is, it, it could be used in so many great ways where we could use them as drops, but I like it as, as just a 
compilation of his drops from each episode. And I have been behind on that because just getting used to some new equipment here. I'm like, I don't need an extra thing to edit right now and deal with. But I still have them written down from all of the past episodes because I do write down during notes. So maybe I'll just do like a a compilation of the last like three weeks that I've missed it. But yeah, it needs its place. Colonel's Colonel's, man. Even David Huntsberg would get behind that. All right. Let's talk about JMOs. Did you pick a JMO? I actually did. Sooner Magic said, just mirror everyone, a nap must be on top of a made bed using a quilt slash fleece blanket. Getting under the covers officially changes it to real bedtime. And the only reason I favorited that one was because uh, Allison has mentioned that she has a an electric blanket and recently i've been hearing about this thing called a gravity blanket and allison has mentioned it as well so i looked it up and it's this blanket that weighs they have three different sizes or three different weights i should say 15 pounds 20 pounds and 25 pounds Apparently, science has proven that if you have a heavy blanket, it helps you get to sleep, and uh, I don't know. It's scientifically proven to be good for you. So I thought, hey, I should look into this blanket. Turns out it's like $150, and I was like, if you can afford a fucking gravity blanket, I need you to lend me some money. (laughs) (laughs) You can rest your money on top of me while I sleep. Uh, Okay, so this thing would change my life then, apparently, because as you know, or maybe don't, I changed my sleeping habits to lay on my back for wrinkle reasons, but I also started uh, piling pillows on top of myself like uh, hashtag Al does. I still want to know what his look like, but I make like this little, anyway, I pile pillows on top of me, but I think that this whole heavy blanket on me would be just what I need. That sounds awesome. Also, this JMO is a repeat, but that's okay. One thing I had noticed is, so I don't know if, if you have one of these, but every self-respecting Mexican has a Mexican blanket that has some sort mm. of wildlife on it. Right. I do. <laughs> so, I've got a couple. <laughs> yeah. So mine, uh, the one I got was a peacock or two peacocks i think it was and it's like it's a very big thick heavy blanket and so in the i only used it in the winter time because that's the only time it's you know necessary because this is like bringing a a gun to a knife fight or something so (laughs) you're saying nut fight i'm like oh my god (laughs) i don't want to see that what can i do (laughs) no um and i did notice that if i like fold it in half it's like doubly heavy, obviously, and if I mm. put it on me, it feels like so fucking cozy. So this gravity blanket business did uh, intrigue me, but I, you know, why would I spend that much money on that when I could get three Mexican blankets for the price of one gravity blanket? Okay, how about this? We make a real Mexican blanket. Let's get a pillowcase and fill it with pinto beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sew it up, and that will be your gravity blanket. <laughs> that that could work you know it if, could i would Sorry, I, my voice got really high there it could i was thinking that if this gravity blanket had a peacock on it i would already have ordered two damn the price oh you're I don't a peacock a fella well <laughs> you know that's the one i bought in Zacatecas when i was there so I, i'm i'm fond of it i prefer it to okay. like a tiger or something because it's it's an animal you don't see every day on your mexican blankets i feel like you see tigers and lions every fucking day in everyone's house yeah, or the the mudflap girl. I honestly don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think that I would think peacock in Mexico. So you're right. I think that's good. And I have a fondness for peacocks myself. But uh, yeah, I have a deer blanket. It's got you know two toned deer on one side and the other flip flipped on the other side. And uh, one thing about Mexican blankets, my grape is why do they have to be a punishment? Why do they have to be scratchy as shit? Mine is, well, I gave it to my mother because I was like, I don't need this. And it cost, you know, 50 bucks or probably more when I bought it in Mexico. Um, I gave it to her to hold on to. But it is <laughs> soft as fuck. It's oh. warmer than a motherfucker. I'm, now I'm actually, I should go get it. 
because now I'm it's it's cold as fuck here and I could really use that blanket right now. Yeah, why did you, you what is it? <laughs> well, you gave it to her for safekeeping. <laughs> well, because <laughs> I know I had it uh in my old apartment and then when me and Rachel moved in together, I was like we don't need this. She has like throw blankets all over the place. She has, uh, I was like, we we don't need this. This is overkill. So I was like, I told her, do you want this? Cause I'm getting rid of shit. And she's like, yeah, I want it. So now I have to go and, you know, take it back. Is it part of like the wedding gift that she has to save for you? <laughs> I doubt I will be getting any gifts from my family when I get married. No goat, no blanket well well i mean you know, I, it's for rachel's family not for you she's giving it to you because you're the one <laughs> i'm sure i don't know where i'm going with this i don't know about goat but i'm sure we'll slaughter a pig at least okay good i'm sure that sounded racist to you trice but i was really going somewhere with that i couldn't remember the name of like what it is when you have like gifts from the other family to the to the to the new bride <laughs> anyway okay that was a flop okay so the jmo i picked was from boinkity number one because he's one of the original allison rosen fans and i want to have him on here and he'll be the next one that i'm gonna try and lure what am i saying <laughs> trying to get him on uh his was he feels like every time he talks or talks about explaining anything that he's mansplaining uh, this whole term mansplaining, I really, really fucking hate. And I think I don't really understand it. Maybe I understand it more now that I've listened to this show. But one thing I don't like about new terms is they're just naming something else that already was something. Isn't that just a know-it-all? You're just, if you're overly explaining something, why is it mansplaining? Because a man is saying it? I don't understand. Will you explain to me? Uh, I will not explain it to you because that would be mansplaining. <laughs> Well, I'm just a dumb broad and I can't figure it out. So, <laughs> And why did I have to say that so loud into the mic? You're going to start the show with that, aren't you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to start it with, with whatever that last thing I said. I was going to start it with. Oh, us. my. <laughs> Panty liners saving me or whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, anyway. Yeah. Go. You know, the, the mansplaining thing is something that I feel like... I feel like maybe everyone has done, but I guess it is just being a know-it-all. I don't think I do it like real mansplaining would be. Like, I don't say, well, you know, fucking this quarterback did blah, 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 blah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I mean, mansplaining is man either, apparently. Now, it's mansplaining? I don't understand. Like, you're not allowed to have an opinion or tell us what anything is anymore or talk? I don't understand. Yeah, I you know, I don't know. Everything now has like yes. like a name and everything you do is like wrong, so I just yeah. shut up. You should just cut your penis off and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a good place to end it on mansplaining and, and dumb broads. <laughs> uh if you want to be a part of the show, which why not? Because this is fucking fun. Email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. Uh, little Rafi, where can we find you? You could find me at RMC Guitars, but I feel like that would be time better used doing something like, I don't know, reading a book maybe. A fake book even. Uh, yeah. You can also find you can also find yourself in my dining room in four short weeks. So anybody that wants to join us, please do. And BFFs, I love you. Thank you and good night. Oh, thank God for panty liners.
Robot Robot